This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Welcome to another edition of Le Rouge for the Liverpool Echo. Um, and we have a few of our rested squad back who were uh, put on the bench for the last one uh, for various disciplinary reasons. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, one of them was uh, buttoning during the conversation, <laughs> not, putting, not putting their hands up. So I'm joined by my very own boot room of Steve Monaghan, Keith Colvin and John Nicholson. So a couple of us in, in the uh, boot room had a, a great time in Naples until the match. And we also witnessed an absorbent match against Manchester City uh, last Sunday. I think the uh, team played pretty well um, against City, but I think um, when they were playing Naples, Napoli, I think they had City on their minds, even though they deny that and say, oh no, we're focused on one game. For me, they must have been thinking the big games on Sunday, and I think that affected the performance in there. I mean, did you have a good time in Naples before the uh, cattle truck to the ground, Mono? We had a, we had a fantastic time around the port area when we were all having a nice few peronis and a few uh, nice spaghettis and yeah. one of the lads asked, asked for um, alphabet spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a good time. It was a nice sunny day, uh, you know, and you know, there, was, there was no trouble or nothing. We, yeah. you know, Loads of Liverpool fans around the area. Yeah. You know, Great it, atmosphere, wasn't it? It's it a fantastic atmosphere. Yeah. But then, as you say, we until got the cattle truck. The cattle truck. That's it, for people who don't know. Like it's from this from the, the port here. It's six, literally twenty minutes to the stadium. But yeah. this had took a two-hour journey with went right round the block onto yeah. the motorway and come back round about three times. I think. Yeah, I think and we were uh, heading for Rome at once to hit, weren't we? <laughs> I think you know, it's, this day and age, I think it's out of order the way we're treated. You know, yeah. you know, people come to come to England now and they get they get uh, well well respected and you know well looked after, yeah. looked after, you know, yeah. by the police and by the locals. You know, it's, the mentality now in England is for people to have yeah, let, let them have a good time. There's, there's yeah. nothing once a war goes on, and best mm. in Liverpool anyway, you know. But that was a throwback to the eighties. It was, yeah, you know. But to just put you on on normal buses, obviously there's women and kids on them buses, and yeah. it was 23, 24 degrees that day. Yeah, and yeah. you know, obviously everyone's had a drink. Trying to explain what the choice. buses were like. They were like the uh, uh, airport buses that take you from the plane to the terminal, yeah, weren't they? Yeah. That's what they were like, but uh, without any facilities on whatsoever, you know. Yeah. Uh, so you're on for two hours after spending a great afternoon in, in the port area, so it wasn't ideal. But even, the, even when we got to the stadium, the stadium was a bit obviously crumbling, bit, you know, obviously, but I thought the atmosphere was a bit disappointing. I yeah. expected, I'd been there before and expected, you know, Dante's Inferno on the terraces because I've seen that before. You know, lots of um, lots of fire on the terraces, but there was nothing like that. Maybe they've clamped down. I don't know. You know. Yeah, I think they have clamped down, and also when you look at the the, uh, the bottom perimeter of right round again, yeah. empty. You know, for whatever reason, surely they can sell tickets. You know, it's uncovered. That yeah, that's why yeah, that's why they don't go there because as soon as it starts raining. But uh, it's twenty three degrees. Even though you don't like wet then, no, no, no. Obviously yeah. not. But uh, as a performance, you know the you know the. The, the, um, the actual performance, everyone, it looked like it was heading for a, a drab nil-nil, didn't it? Yeah. And then, but you can never relax in the Champions League, can you? And we were hit by Insignia, you know, Keith. I mean, more. I watched it on the telly. I didn't obviously didn't go, and I thought yeah. the first half, I thought it was much, much of a muchness. I think both teams were sort of cancelling each other out, and I thought 
second half, we, we stepped up and, and go on to win because they didn't really look much, to be totally honest. You know, I don't know what you look like in, in the ground. The grounds, you'd always look at a different game in the ground, we know that. Yeah. Um, but as the second half progressed, you could see we were sort of dropping deep and we think, you know, they just didn't. For what I think, you know, I think you're right, Peter. I think that you started looking towards the Sunday game, rightly or wrongly. And I thought there was a couple of times where Van Zyke got dragged out to centre half, uh, sorry, the central defence to the, to, to the bylines. the wings, yeah. And unfortunately, the last one he did is the last one he scored. He got he got dragged out, and I'm not criticising any of the other players because of you know being out of position. He just got dragged out, and probably it was good play by the fellow who was marking to get him out get him out the box, and he, he played it around him. Next thing he was in the box goal, and that's that's that happens in as you say in European football yeah. it does happen that unfortunately. But it, it was it was heading for a nil nil draw. Everyone you know everyone was expecting, and they just they just produced something out of nothing really. Yeah. Bit and, of magic. Yeah, and really. I think you know. He looked lively in the second half, Napoli. Yeah. He didn't look much in the first half, to be honest. Mm. That's what I see in any way. John, what else did you see? I mean, from the comforts of your armchair? Yeah, again, from, <laughs> from just watching on television, clearly it was the worst performance under Klopp, I thought, anyway. Um, yeah. When Keita got injured, I actually remember thinking, I think he's given it away three times already. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see him get injured, but perhaps now, if he goes off, we might just improve a little bit. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, but it yeah, seems that strange, we've got actually, actually strange injury. One of us like a phantom was, injury. Yeah, yeah, it was a strange, strange injury. But we seem to get worse then, and um, it seemed a little bit heavy legged. I thought the team, you know, generally the pitch, the pitch was appalling. I think, the pitch you know, didn't yeah, look yeah. good on, on yeah. the t- telly, and. Um, I thought no more so as an example than when Milner got booked right on half time. Yeah, yeah. And he was, he, he just seemed tired, Milner. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, money. Yeah. Milner might not come back on in his second half because yeah. that seems to, to, to show that he, he's a bit, you know, uh, off, off the pace here. Um, but he never made that. He never made any changes. And then when we when we came back on start of the second half, I thought within the first five minutes we weren't going to improve. Mm. No. We, yeah. we just seemed to be as bad as the first half. And in fact, I think actually I think we got worse as the half. Worse, yeah. More players started yeah. misplacing passes. Mm. Yeah, I think it's it's one of them. If you if you get a if you get a, a draw against Napoli away, it's a decent result, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Mm. But one little mistake. And Cost you know, it's, 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 and that's 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 what happens at the top level. Yeah, but we had got away with it, hadn't we, a couple of times yeah, before yeah, yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, that was really looking forward to the game because I thought we'll we'll get up, you know, a big pitch, you know, and the the, the front three, you know, will will attack, you know, use the space yeah. on the pitch, and it should never materialised, did it? Yeah, know? yeah. But I see, as Keith said, the second half there. I, I thought that we both played bad, but they we yeah. were worse than them. Even though yeah. I didn't think they were a good team, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they hit the bar. Yeah. They mean then yeah. they had a few uh, yeah. close. They had a few close chances to score just before. Yeah, they yeah. Did, yeah. You know, and we're thinking, mm. all right, they got one's going to go in here, and then unfortunately, you know, yeah. the last minute. You know, I mean, it's not it's not an absolute disaster, is it? But you know, it's like. You know, you would have liked to point there, wouldn't you? And then we'd be sitting close, yeah. You know, but, but it's a solitary lesson for the club, for the players, because you know we got a last-minute winner against PS, PSG, didn't we? Mm. Yeah. And then the same thing. Really and it's a matter of just the concentration levels, isn't it? Yeah. That's basically yeah, all yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that we hopefully we can beat uh, Belgrade or away in the next two games because they're going to take points off each other, mm. Napoli, PSG, and we'll be in a strong position after you, the next you two would games. You would hope so, yeah. but, but obviously there's no room, there's no margin for error now. No, there isn't. The, no. the last time we were out in the group stage was because we lost one mil away to Basel yeah. and couldn't beat them at home. Yeah. Yeah. That was a different team and a different manager but, then. Yeah. I think you know. I think you know. the one thing about Klopp, I've said this in the past, he gets us right in Europe most times, and I mm. think I just think I'm not saying it was a game too far. I just think it was a performance which is 
been waiting to happen if it's going to happen mm. that's all happen then and hopefully give us a yeah. chance to recover yeah yeah and I think also, I think, you know, there's that, no doubt about it. You know, the, the thinking of the, the Man City game, mm. that's the game they want to they wanna play in, isn't it, you know? So the City game on Sunday, I mean, I thought, even though it was a nil-nil, I would say after the game, it's, like, it's one of the best nil-nils I've seen. But then when you think about it, there was hardly any shots or yeah. hardly any chances. But it was an absorbent game for me because of the way Guardiola approached it, because he... he he gave so much respect to Liverpool and it just shows you how far we've come even in a year that he, he, he decided he'd be happy with a point he'd be happy not to so it reminded me of like two top professional boxers sparring but not wanting to take a chance in case they got the counter counter punch you know what, and that's what, what it, that's what it felt like to me so it was an absorbent match I think mm-hmm. but obviously it wasn't like the matches from last year where there was goals no, I, 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 I think um, I, I think you spot on with that summary it was like two boxes but each of them sort of afraid that the other one would yeah it reminded me of the old European Cup many years ago when two top sides played each other and known full well if they slip up, they're out. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah, both yeah. teams sort of like just not. They disrespected each other, didn't they? You know what I mean? And mm. I think the thing about if you read into what Guardiola always said, a lot of what he spoke about was the, he said said about playing in the stadium and mm. you know, he obviously saying about it. If you give the players a chance to get the crowd going, mm. you've lost it. Mm. So obviously, I mean, and I think the, sometimes the, the crowd, crowd was a bit quiet. The, the crowd were quiet, and in a way, that's what Liverpool always used to try and do. Wasn't yeah. it? In Europe, yeah. it was like a go and silence the yeah. crowd, you know. But, and in a way, the, the crowd were silenced, but mono, yeah. But I think the first 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes or so, we, the crowd were very good, you know, because yeah. we were attacking. Yeah, yeah. And that was, that was our best spell of the game. It was, right? it thought, was, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Um, but then, then they took more control, control of the game than the. Uh, you know, Bernard Silva was brilliant, money, you know. Yeah. Uh, the two and but yeah. then once they started passing we, we found it a little bit tough telling yeah, to get yeah. back off them then were you surprised uh, that Trent was rested on his birthday or was it like just he needed a rest or what or? well going back to the, the game before in, in Naples you know obviously he didn't have one of his best games but no. neither, neither most of the team yeah, yeah. but yeah. you know when Trent goes forward you know that could have been where Man City could have been a bit dangerous for us mm. so I can see Klopp's thinking in that but yeah. to me, I, I look at it completely different. I think we missed yeah, him. Yeah. I, yeah. I think we missed him. I think we missed our two fullbacks pushing on. Maybe yeah. because the pace, yeah, yeah, because that's what the one thing that does overload teams is when them two are bombing down, and yeah. then it gives you a bit more options. Gomez being outstanding, he's been absolutely brilliant to centre half. I love him coming and doing great. Don't get me wrong. So I'm not blaming him. Yeah. But I think we missed him on Sunday. Mm. I do. Yeah, John. I mean, yeah, I feel like. Clearly, yeah, Trent, Trent didn't play well at all against against Napoli. Probably, possibly mm. the worst mm. of, of of the bunch, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was sort of surprised with his mm. change that he made. As well as missing sort of Trent, yeah, um, yeah. because because uh, Van Dijk and uh, Gomez had done so well yeah. in all the other games. I was just a bit concerned. That, you know, like, when we've seen Gomez at right back, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't excelled as he at right back. He's no, been no, brilliant in no. centre half, yeah. but I was thinking maybe that's a bit of a danger putting him to right back. Yeah. You know, it's exposed him a bit. It's not his natural position, and I, that's what I was worried about. Because he, he conceded a goal yeah. last year against Ma- uh, Sane. Yeah, 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 but you know, he's a young kid. He's learning yeah. his game, but he's a better well, centre half than a right back. Yeah. Oh, really? well, but maybe, maybe he also thought that Trent might have got too far up the pitch because that's what he does. Yeah. Literally does and. 
leave the door open for City then yeah. down that side you know because because yeah. Trent left the door open for Napoli a few yeah. times on I mean, Wednesday night and we got away with it. Well, with the two, sorry, go on. No, but you tend to think. Him and Robertson are playing under orders, aren't they? They got stuck to it and sold the bomb forward, don't wasn't it? Thought he'd yeah, do but it. you don't know, like it's a natural party game. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But I, I just think we missed them on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, when the team was announced in the um, where we were in the pub, um, believe it or not, listeners, um, <laughs> there was uh, there was groans, there was groans when um, Lovren was named on the team sheet, and he was possibly man of the match. Do you think? Do you think everyone's a bit too harsh on Lovren, or is it just? The fact that you know he, everyone thinks there's a mistake well, there. You know, back to like what, what we just said. You know, it was a, it was a shock, wasn't it? You know, for him to, to come in and to leave uh, Trent's house, and you know, we, we all knew then. You know, it was yeah. it probably going to be a defensive game against each other. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, we just want to nullify each other, really. Yeah. But, think, but as, it, as we just said there, you know, you know, if he played Trent at home, you know, he's, he is going to get forward. But the, the danger was we, we could have got close at the same time. Yeah. I think Lovren is, is a victim of his own making, to be honest with you, because he, he, he plays the way he plays, he, he talks the talk, and sometimes he gets caught out. Mm. But you've got to say, he finished the season well last year, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. He had a good game in the, in the Champions League final. Yeah. He got injured, and you know, he's come out yeah, with all these quotes. Cup, it's not his fault, you know what I mean? He, but he looks a different player next yeah, to and, Van Dijk and, as well. And also, don't get me wrong, he made a couple of sort of... Judgments when he went in for tackles, which could have caused a few problems, which yeah. got away. But but in the second half, he made two or three great tackles one on one, which he stopped them from getting through. So yeah. to me, it was a, probably a risk, but it was it worked out in that respect. You know what I mean? Yeah, defensively I mean, that way. Yeah, I think it was it, the one thing you got to say is that uh, Sergio Aguero once again failed to score at Anfield. Yeah. So Van Dijk and and uh, Lovren had them had them controlled really. You know the very fact that he's got to come off. You know. So, I mean, what do you think it is? With, is it a mental thing now with Aguero? It's just that, you know, Liverpool at home have tightened up a lot, you know, and Aguero wasn't a sniff, you know? I think, I think it's the way the Liverpool play, the, the way we have been against Man City. You know, we, we take it to them, obviously, not as much on Sunday, but at all the previous games we have, and, you know, and then the crowd, obviously, the crowd, the crowd makes it as well. Over, over them last few, the last couple of years, yeah. the crowd have really been up for it. And I think City have froze to, to an extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Eric Guerrero, you know, fantastic player. Oh, unbelievable player. And but, the fact you know, he hasn't scored is, is amazing. But, but was, it, was it a penalty on the yeah. off? <laughs> Yeah, I, I was surprised he never made more of the penalty yeah, if incident, down, because if he'd have flipped himself and rolled a bit, yeah. I, I think Matt Nackinson would have given it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it appeared... You know, in real time, that it, that it might have been yeah. a, a penalty. You know, I as think we watched it was, from the cop, mm, we thought, oh God, you know. But again, you saw the referee, that's two referees on a bounce now. We've had against Chelsea and against City, it gives you absolutely nothing. And yeah, it's, well, not, it's not sour grapes for me. I just think it's something that needs to be looked at. And I don't know where go, people go on about, you know, Zaha's been going on about and Christopher. I'm not saying about players being possessed, I just think that it's a systematic. Way of not giving us nothing. I think it is, you know what I mean? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're right with that. I didn't think it was a good performance by the referee yeah. again. Yeah. Well, a lot, no, of, a lot of the pundits in the paper and the tell he did, didn't did, did yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I don't know where well, he, I don't if, get that In the first half, Mendy clips. Are you being biased here, John? No, no, no. no <laughs> man, I'm not going to go more on our players early for not having to go for the Because maybe let's go back to the penalties for a minute. He hasn't given that one, but he got a load of the City players, the one on the Aguero then in the second half it looks well it would have been an handball wouldn't it by, by Van Dijk yeah. but he blows up for a push by 
Fernandino, I think, which they don't always give. So maybe the third one of asking me thought, I've got to give this because they're being they're, they're being yeah. getting on to me because he didn't have a brilliant that brilliant view of it. He, he was quite quite a way behind it. Yeah. But but I got a bit more concerned about when Mendy makes a foul in the first half on Firmino. Yeah. Um, Atkinson with his arms makes gestures as if to say you've got the advantage we're playing on so he's yeah, sort yeah. of suggesting I know that was a foul but we're playing on because you've got the advantage but he never went back he never no, went back and booked him but in the second half he did book him yeah. so they could have been down, yeah, could could have been down to 10 men and Fernandino could have gone as well yeah yeah, yeah. yeah definitely yeah you know, for yeah. a couple of his challenges, yeah. a couple of bookable challenges he got away with, and then yeah. the possible forearm. You know, maybe he yeah. should be on the referee's panel because we don't know. We don't know. puts his arm up into Mane's face, yeah. and by the way, he's looking the other way, following yeah, the ball. Yeah. Well, that's no different to last season when Mane's following the ball and kicks their keeper who gets a red card for it. Yeah. So keep his yeah. put his head there, yeah. why? What did you think of um, Ronaldo? My thoughts. He was possibly man of the match. Me, but, I mean, a lot of the press didn't really. You know, he got something like six point five, and I don't believe. I, I, I don't know what game he was. Yeah, after Sam, no, these, these, no, these uh, people that give. give uh, Are you listening this little Echo correspondent? Listen, correspondence. Listen, Echo. Anyone? We 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 were all drool over Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right through yeah, the game, yeah. he was he was you know he's turns, he's yeah, passing, yeah. everything. He, he's chasing, gravity, yeah. chasing down on the ball all the time. Yeah. He was absolutely. And, and, and Anderson was as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. that, I, I thought it was a great game. You know, as we spoke about it before, I think most of us. Thought yeah. That was hard work. That game. Would you, you say? Know, would you say? I mean, would you say a great game or just an absorbing game and a? You know, a tactical game. Or would you well, say a great that, game? Well, I think. How could you call a great sorry, game? Nil nil, a great well, game. Well, I think you've got to look at the two teams we were playing each other first and foremost, haven't you? Mm. You know what I mean? All right, nil nil looks like it's a boring game, but it's a, it's absorbing, great, whatever exactly. you want to call it. You know what I mean? You can you can you can you can sort of dress it up whichever way you want, but I go back to my analogy before. It's two great top teams, yeah. whether they call them European side teams, playing a European side of game. You just don't want to get beat. Yeah, but, still put, but also they're still putting that same game yeah. up. Yeah you, yeah, you didn't want to leave that match, did you? No, we no, were on set against Germany, and and when once the uh, the final whistle went, when we come out, when we walk up, we all we always analyse the games when we going back to the pub or going back to the car. And we all say, what a game that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. It wasn't boring, was it? No, no, no. You know, it, it was, I know, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. No, it was, it was it was never boring, you know. Every minute, like you know, you you, you, you absorbed it. Yeah, it was absorbing was, is the correct yeah. description for it. The front the front three aren't clicking, are they? Obviously, and uh, is it is it a worry or do you think it's it's going to click one day or is it? I mean, Firmino had a pretty poor game, didn't he? And yeah, but you can see that maybe was maybe Salah I don't like slagging I don't like slagging no no you know, but well, Salah's getting into the positions to have and, these and that's, and that's what I keep saying shots yeah you know. that, that's our argument all the time you know you know, our, our defence for our front, front three they're, mm. they're, getting, they're creating chances yeah. and we keep saying we're going to pass someone five and next week yeah. and it'll come that one but the, the, the one Salah just not the first half one just snaps you off where it just went wide to the post yeah. the yeah. second one in the cop end where he blooms up the back yeah, yeah. and the key is well off his line. Yeah, little yeah. thing. There's one where in. he sh- there's one where he tried to place it. It's yeah. a great little turn, he tried yeah. to place it. And he just instead of putting his laces through it, 
He could lose the ball. <laughs> no, but no, that's what he does. Yeah. You hear if he does, you know. Yeah. Uh, he can either turn, turn the game for you or he can lose the game yeah. for you, I think. So, would it, be, I, well, it would have been a gamble. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. you know, he, only last week he, he had a goal and you remember when he was coming off yeah. and he frees yeah. indisciplined, you say, on the pitch. Well, no, no that was, I, I heard that was for, um, you should have taken the free kick. Mm. You know, he should have took the free kick. But he's in this one for not having a go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he should, he was saying to him he should have been more no, forceful. I, I, I think the Southampton one was because Klopp thought we didn't have enough control of the game, mm. even mm. though we were 2 0 up and then went 3 0. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. didn't have enough control and we were. So, so in, that, in that respect, if you think that he bought to Keir Elegant's contract. he said, that's up to you. <laughs> I, think he, I think he was on record saying he was telling them he should have, he should have took the. No, that was against Chelsea, though. Yeah, so how concerned are you that um He's got a slight uh, hamstring tear, nothing serious, but he could be out for uh, up to a month because you don't want to rush him back. He's, he's getting on a bit. Well, uh, I mean, but he's been absolutely different class for Liverpool, hasn't he? So you don't want to rush him back, but that might mean he misses Huddersfield, PSG, and Cardiff, and possibly will be fit for Arsenal beginning of November. But is it going to be a big loss, or is it going to be? Um, is it going to be a chance for Keita and Fabinho to come in? Yeah, of course, yeah. You know, with the games, you know, and obviously, it, there's no easy games, like, but if the games you, he's got to miss, it's got to be Huddersfield and Cardiff, and hopefully it's a best start of the game, the yeah. you play. Um, you know, it's them three games. Well, we can put, you know, that's why we've got a great midfield now. You know, that's, that was against Shannon with... with 
go back to Naples when, uh, we've got, uh, when you say we've got a great midfield though, but we haven't got a very creative midfield have we you know don't you think that's the missing element? That's know? possibly the, the, the missing bit. We, so haven't got a, we haven't got a silver. Yeah. I mean, we all thought Keita might, yeah. but he hasn't proved that yet, has he? You Just know? In, in patches there. Yeah, yeah. Keita. Yeah. But, but I think the way we play, when, when we're on song, it's when Firmino drops back in front of the midfield, gets the ball off them and then they're away, aren't they? And I think then you've got more of the other midfield bombing on then, haven't you? And I think, yeah. you know, you're right, we, haven't got a, we haven't got a creative midfield to a degree. You know, Anderson tries his little chips over the over the top every now and then. They come off now well, and then. It, it, it would be Lallana, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think once you know, once the front three click and and they start getting back into what they normally play in that. Because for me, no, normally drops back in there and gets the ball off and then away. Then I think. You know what I mean? So it's just a massive time for the Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's a massive time. You know, and the, there's been a lot of talk, as you said, about the creativity um, the last probably the last seven games, but. Yeah. We, we get away because we're winning. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, in the last, yeah. Napoli defeating and uh, obviously the draw with City and defeating yeah. Chelsea. But I, 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 I think you know, Keita is is going to be an absolutely brilliant player for Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I said to you, I watched him last year in Germany. You know, you know yeah. when he was playing, you know, over there, and um, he, he's he runs with the ball, he gets forward, yeah, yeah. and that's going to create space for the other players to yeah, start yeah. running. Mm-hmm. You know and. He hasn't cl- he hasn't clicked yet no, no, to his no. to the level that we know we can do. No. I mean, I, I, I thought he Tottenham. We battered Tottenham. You know, we were two 0 up and we were coasting. We we created chances to chance yeah, against yeah. them. I mean, we never took them, but we're still mm. creating them, aren't we? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think I think it's been a bit a bit of an overreaction, not by Liverpool fans, by the by the media, isn't it? Because the media are building us up to be the challenges to City and think yeah. you know and this is the, you know the, well, the sky look, challenges versus it, uh, champions and all this crap. You know what I mean? So it looks like you know. You know, Chelsea and Arsenal are also going to be challenges, you know, yeah. because they're, they're going very well, aren't they? But, you know, I think obviously the Kite, you can see he's a, he's a quality player. It's just going, there's a few few straight passes now and again, and obviously it's affecting his confidence, isn't it? You know, I think. Yeah, I thought but, it did against Napoli because yeah, he misplaced yeah, course, a few. Yeah, yeah. We haven't seen, you know, much of Fabinho, but I mean, he will be given his chance, obviously, and now mm. with Mil- if Milner's out, so you can see that yeah. as an opportunity for Kate and Fabinho to play. Well, against Cardiff, you know, I don't know whether he's fit or not, but I, I would suggest Lallana because he is a bit more at home. He won't create a place, you know, because you know, Cardiff are going to come to Liverpool. No, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, you know, obviously, yeah, the way, but, first, I mean, the Cardiff game at home, sorry, I know we're playing those with the way first, but they're going to be naturally more mm. having a goal as anti to the degree, or just feel these things, I think. But Cardiff are going to come and basically just keep us in our So, you need creative players to be on the yeah. pitch, don't you? Mm. So, I would tend to go with someone like Lallana if he's yeah. fit. To replace me on no, it. Is he fit? That's what I'm saying. I don't yeah, know. You know, know not too sure how far yeah. away is. I think he's back in training, isn't he? But yeah. I'm not yeah. too sure. But uh, but you know, going on the line, like you know, he he come back then he you know from his long injury and yeah yeah, yeah. and then he something happened again soon yeah, you know yeah. and, and, and like he was you know yeah it was it was something it looked yeah, like something yeah. not, and obviously it was he used to be a bit injury prone doesn't he yeah, you know, it's so, a shame because you know, you know he, he's a quality got, player he's yeah. fantastic he's got yeah. great skill mm. you know the returns you know he's, he's quick mm. but has anyone seen anything for Fabinho yet that uh, yeah, encourages well, I mean he was supposed to be superb in the French league wasn't he you know well, I'm too busy watching the game league. So I'm, never, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not polished up on his French league. Yeah. I, you know, he come on against Napoli. You know, he, he done what he had to do. Yeah. I suppose he, he broke yeah, the play he, up and he, he played against Chelsea. He played Chelsea in the league cup game. 
settled down after yeah. a bit of a ropey yeah. start, I yeah. think. Yeah, he was a bit slow, wasn't he? Yeah, initially, yeah. yeah. But, you know, let, let, that's his first proper game, yeah. really, you know. Well, so you know, don't... you got to give him a bit of grace, you know, yeah. to bed in, you know. Yeah, you know, because it's all about, like, Cater as well, going off the ball a bit. Um, the, Nap- the Napoli game aside, you know, you know, Man City and Chelsea are top-class opposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, not yeah, easy games yeah, whatsoever. No, we, we've, we've had it after the um, yeah. month, haven't we? I think we have. Like, Chelsea, yeah. you know, PSG, yeah. um, you know, Man City. Now, we've got a couple mm. of... Tottenham. Tottenham, we've got a few games now where, mm. you know... Well, that's, that's what yeah. we get successful. You, know, you know, we've Before had we some that. really difficult games, yeah. which makes it that Alisson has kept five clean sheets in ten appearances, which is quite, you know, that's mm. that's good. That's very good, yeah. isn't it? You know, you know I've, I've, we're not considered at all now for so many whatever minutes it is now. We haven't considered at all for the long time. Yeah. Half of them would have been with carriers, by the way, but, mm. you know, this mm. season, Alisson, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, Alisson, you know, you can see that he's brought something to the... Against Chelsea, away, you know, could have been. Even though we deserved to win the game, I think. By all yeah, chances, without doubt. But he, you know, he stopped goal scoring yeah. chances. Yeah. Probably the hazard one. You With Mignolet or Carrius, then we'd have lost two three on that. Yeah, I say it. The one he should have really, he should have said. I thought it was not a fault, but he should have got his answer there as a goal. I thought. Like, yeah, I think it's the way as it took, it, as it, took it early, you know. And, yeah. But, yeah. but you're yeah. quite right, you, you say this a couple of times in that game. What a waste of money, eh? Only £65 million, yes. <laughs> but I mean, he seems to have stopped doing his Clive uh, turns, doesn't yeah. he? And, yeah. uh, Which is a good sign, yeah. so, you know, but, you know, it's, I don't know, I think we st- we'll still see a few of them. I'm sure oh, we will, you know. I'd like yeah. to see him uh, yeah, do an overhead kick it's... as the ball's <laughs> end towards the goal. <laughs> I, I think it's present because uh, I like to see you do my goal. I think you gave me that funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, with, with third on goal difference, so you'd have took that at the beginning of the season, wouldn't you? Definitely. You know. We all thought since the start of the season, to be honest, you know, we've got to challenge more than what we did last season. Yeah, of course. And with the signings, we were all. We're not saying we were going to win the league, and you know, Bobby thinking, you know, we're, we're, we all thought, well, we've got a better squad than Man United now, we've got a better squad than Chelsea now, mm. to an extent. Mm. And why not? Yeah, yeah. You know, so, but to, to come to this, uh, the international break now, where we are, you know, level on points, yeah. as you said, you know, yeah. you know, top joints. You know, I mean, two very difficult games. Well, three, three including you know, Tottenham, yeah. Yeah. Chelsea, Tottenham, Chelsea, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. So it's, 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 it's a, for me, the next few games, you know, we get, we get six points on the board. And, and then you know, we go to the big one then, again, at Arsenal. You know. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. if, the, if the main man comes back and, and keeps on doing what he does, then he'll still because we all love him. No, but he's, he's, been, a, he's been like a. I was still selling don't get me wrong but in fairness to him he come on he's done what he's done but that, that's probably more to do with him and Klopp I'm looking in the mirror here I can see three faces <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. no I'm not only having a laugh I'd sell him tomorrow myself personally but I'm saying say that as a team I'm also lucky whatever you can get for him <laughs> what can you get for Sam Listen, I'll, I'll so you replace him with that type of striker if yeah. you do what he did at Chelsea yeah. and if you're talking about well, 50, 60, 70 million well the thing is yeah. Shaqiri can do that because he's proven he can do it can't he with mm-hmm. other teams you know what yeah. I mean so yeah. whether he can step in and if, if that, uh, that happens I'm just making the point of the fact that you've got players coming back into the squad now who mm-hmm. ordinarily but you thought were gone but and he may still go but that's, you know, where, that's where we're, th- we're thinking now like what we, the question you just asked then 
we're you know about the international break now. Where are we with Trinity? Yeah, we're happy because we're happy with our squad. We're happy when there's a sub made because it's it's life for life now. Mm. And it's not like you know we someone we've well, played. Well, apart from the left back position. Yeah, you know. <laughs> But, um, Can't have everything. <laughs> no, but I mean, do you think that's what we've managed yeah. to rest out in January? Yeah. Mm. So we've got um, after the international break. I mean, obviously we're just praying no one gets injured, aren't mm. we? So you know, international break. We got Huddersfield away, who are uh, struggling, aren't they? Yeah. And we got PSG at home. Red Star. Red Star. Oh, sorry, yeah. Red Star at home. Yeah. And then Cardiff at home. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So you know, not as daunting. Those fixtures aren't as daunting as you know the last one of these. The last one we just said there, you know, the last like five, six weeks, you know, high intensity games we've had. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen these. These are not going to be bad, the way you know, you know, every game's you know, it's totally different. But yeah, every game's tough. Yeah, we know that. So, but it's these ones we should collect points from. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of Red Star, I mean, what. Last time we played them was '73, yeah. and you know in the book that um, is out, I mentioned that '73 um, the Liverpool actually changed the style of football after yeah, yeah. playing Red Star because they went from you know having big centre halves like Ron Yeats, Larry Lloyd to going to more continental style of mm. uh, of ball playing centre halves, and that was November '73. By the May '74, when we played Newcastle, Liverpool were playing total football. Yeah. You know, everyone playing football from the back, and it's a total transformation within a few months. You know, so yeah. Is it the transformation from the sense from the rest of Belgrade? Let's go back a few years. You know, prior to that, '1969, when we got beat by uh, one 0 in the cup, Barry Endine scored, and that's when Sheffield. Turn the team again. Yeah, reluctantly, but he did. Yeah, yeah. but he did, and, and then he done it again. This is five years later again. Now yeah. he, he done it again because mm. he knew it was football is evolving again. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, does does Klopp in many ways? You know, we've all read books on Shankly and his and his methods and what he was doing. Does Klopp remind you a little bit of Shankly in terms of in terms of he what he knows what he wants. And he won't, he won't go for second best, you know. So he wanted Van Dijk, and he kept, you know, he kept on saying, "I want Van Dijk. I'm not going, you know, leave it to me." Uh, Shankly wanted Yates to transform the club, and he got Yates, who did transform the club with St John. Um, Klopp wanted Van Dijk. I'd say he has transformed the club, Van Dijk, in terms of, you know, making Liverpool a lot harder to beat. We, got, we only got to the Champions League, I think, because Van Dijk was in the team from, from uh, the new year. So I can see many similarities in in his in his modus operandi, really, because he he knows what he wants. He's ambitious, and he won't be strayed from that path. See, us Liverpoolians, we we love our managers, and he, we could have said something about uh, Benitez, Julia, because yeah. we, we all adore them. You know, we still we still love Julia. We still we still love Benitez for what he done for Liverpool. You know, at that time. <laughs> Pardon. <Sorry. laughs> Pardon. What about Brendan Rodgers? Nearly won the league for him. Nearly, yeah, yeah, yeah. But much you know, maligned. He, he wasn't. He yeah. wasn't. He wasn't adored. Like, no, no. Like, like Benitez. Julia and Benitez. Yeah, yeah. But we, you know, we, we give our we do give our manager a go, except yeah. for the odd one. You know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but one thing that the club's done that is sort of Shankly-esque, if you like, is 
he's, he's pulled the whole club together. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's he's turned around the the fan the fan base if you like. And, I'm say that. Um, there's a unity there. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a unity there wasn't yeah. previously. Yeah, Keith. I think John's 100 percent right, and I think it's like a perfect storm. He's come at the right time because we got a, we got a, a fan base, a young fan base who want to be heard, if you want to call it. And they, this, this, this is their outlet, and you know what I mean. Klopp's their outlet. You know they do different nights. You have the boss, whatever. But he's like the focal point for them, rightly or wrongly, and they they sort of get him more than probably what not so much me. But I just think that it's. it's Come together at the right time for us. Yeah, exactly. And so I think it now it's a matter of how you harness that and move forward. With it. And that's down. There's a lot of things you got to do with it. The club are going to make sure that it gets done properly. Shows Klopp, shows the fans as well. By the way, fans got a role to play in all this. But yeah, you're right. I think mm. Klopp's persona. Anyway, I wouldn't call him. He's not a. He's not a exact copy of Shankly. No, he's no. Two he's got actually one Bill Shankly. Obviously, but in the end, yeah, I think you can understand some sort of similarity getting put against him because of the way he is sometimes mm. and the way he's with the fans and but everything I think one of the main things for me is also that natural enthusiasm that he shows yeah. that like uh, you know electrifies the crowd doesn't yeah. it the way he, he you know and Shankly didn't tend to do that he did that with his speeches didn't he and other things he wasn't like that on you know on the touchline or whatever but Shankly's there he never stood on the no, they didn't, no, no they, they didn't the pens, didn't yeah yeah you know. so you never really saw that but yeah. The nearest thing you've got to it was Shankly at Wembley when he in '74 his arm. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, and I think there's a, I think there is a unity there now at the club, and I think you know that is you know that. And it's, it's shown through from um, Kiev, hasn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. The lads from the boss mag and you know yeah. spy cop lads, the spirits of Shankly. Yeah. And all of the fan groups, you know, all mm. all, all the fans really, you know, mm. there seems to be uh, for once we're all united. Mm. Well, I say that way, like, but, <laughs> yeah. but you know what I mean. Yeah. Which, um, which brings us on to the um, Mental Health Awareness Day and Week, and we've got uh, Joe Blot joining us uh, to talk about that. And um, thanks very much for listening. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Okay, and now we're joined by uh, Joe Blot who's been on the podcast a couple of times, but he's a special guest tonight uh, for one particular reason. It was World Mental Health Day yesterday. Uh, there was a documentary on LFC TV last night, and I believe there's also something on uh, Sky, um, Sky Sports tonight about it. So, Joe, uh, how did you get involved in, in World Mental Health Day? Um, about a year ago, Peter, um, we were talking amongst, you know, a few of us amongst the management committee, um, Steam on in particular. Um, the Spirits of Shankly Management. The Spirits of Shankly, sorry, yeah. Um, and, and we were just concerned about the, the number of young men um, who we were coming across uh, just in, in our union business who, who, were, who were suffering ill health, really, and, and mental ill health in particular. Um, we, we then joined up with something called Time for Change, uh, and um, that was running a, a campaign last year uh, called Be in Your Mate's Corner. And we just joined up with that as a national piece and just you know, yeah. did all the usual links. Yeah. And when we were when we were together as a management committee, we just thought there's something more we can do here, um, and really wanted to engage with the club. And yeah. it coincided then with the, with, the, with the tragic loss of life of, uh, of young Joshua Hughes, 
and we just felt there's, there's yeah. far, too, far too much going on here in young fans' lives that we need to take some kind of social yeah. uh, welfare responsibility. And here. he was a regular at the matches and, and appeared to, you know, uh, to be happy, didn't he? I mean, Mono, you, you, how did you get involved? Obviously, I knew Neil from going to match for a long time. Neil's yours is yeah, yeah, the real yeah. name. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, but after he, he passed away, um, it was his dad that, that uh, gave me a phone call and asked me what to go to um, um, to to a counselor meeting with him. And every time he phoned me, I couldn't meet it because I was working a late shift or a, a night shift. And I went on for a few months, and one day he phoned me again, and I was on the early shift, and I ended up going with him this night. And I really didn't know what to expect when I was going to this one of the, this this meeting. And he said to me, this counselling meeting, um, it's called SOBS, Supposed Bereavement and Suicides, is, is something different from any other bereaven, uh, any other counselling that you get. And, I, and as I'm going down in the car with him, I, I really scratched me head thinking, I, I know they never sent it on to him, but I didn't know what he was on about. But after sitting in that room for over three and three and a half hours, this yeah. Monday, Monday night, and, and I really got what he meant in listening to all these people who who've lost family or friends through through suicide. And the the, the question mark was all the time is why if only when. Yeah. And yeah. I, that that's what I understood it. That's when I understood about bereavement in, in suicide. Yeah. And and when it, when we come out of the meeting, Peter said, you know, and it was it was humbling. I've said this in the past. It, it was the. It's the best he's felt in since Neil's passing. Yeah. And and he just hugged me and mm. <laughs> it brought us to two for the to be honest with yeah. you. And mm. since then, you know, we've sort of been like, you know, mates again, yeah. you know, and and, and LFC got, TV have done a LFC bit of TV done a documentary, yeah. but we got we got him, you know, and there was people there that night from a uh, 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 horse place on, on Towns and Lane who who it's people drop in for their mental health and um, and, and other issues and and it was through all them that we, we got taught and then we got we helped them out through the spirits of Shankly and we, we, we done a meeting for them in the Casa with the RMT trying to get themselves uh, some, some funding which we did and we invited the people from LFC TV down with Joe and we had a chat and that night yeah. and it, it just sort of snowballed from there. Yeah and and quite and recently there's been another lad isn't there another young lad who sports Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, Mick Woodburn yeah. uh, tragically took his own life uh, in Norway I think he was but I mean what's the what's the follow-ups is going to be any what, what's happening after the documentaries and the obviously there's fundraising to get mixed body back and things like that you know yeah what else is happening well I think I think that's been one of the one of the key questions that people asked us when we started on this was like it's okay to to to, to start this off but what are you going to do as a kind of legacy for this and I think it's really important that now we start to start to move on with it um, I think we clearly the, the first part was about campaigning it was about raising awareness yeah and I think now we've raised that awareness there's a real opportunity for us to really uh, take that message further forward and whether it's through through fundraising events whether it's through just keeping keeping the keeping mental health in people's uh, psyche now because yeah. it's not just about world mental health day yesterday you know it's every day for everybody course, yeah. and yeah. i think that's the most important message that i'd want to get across is that you know yeah. we haven't lost sight of this we've got we've got a you know we've got a, an international break this weekend so we don't go in the match we don't see our mates which is what our message is about so we can't let that fall and drift because we need to have those people talking to their mates in, in uh, 
eight days' time and they go to the match against Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so for me, it's about how we build that legacy now. And I think now we've got the platform, now we've got the connections with Paul's Place and Beacon Counselling, and we've got the Liverpool Mental Health Consortium. Um, you know, this week is. is uh, it is Mental Health Week in Liverpool mm, as well, yeah. um, and there's a festival and opening opening last night uh, was a remarkable event, uh, which which was so many many people there and, and, mm. and really celebrating the fact that yeah people it is okay to have a mental health issue uh, because that's actually part of life. Uh, yeah. but it's about how you get support and around how, it. How the how the club involved? I mean, I know they did the LFCT documentary, but how the club are they are they involved? I've seen a couple of players with. With uh, placards, yeah. you know. Well, well, I, I, I mean, they they've been great. I mean, I think you know the the the, the club have been magnificent to be honest with you around this, um, particularly through Tony Barrett. Um, you know, he's made it happen for us from that point of view. Brilliant photographs in terms of Andy Robertson and, and James Milner, who clearly get it. And 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 I know from from from, from discussions uh, with the club that you know they really understood it and they really wanted to do something that uh, yeah. that was a positive benefit. Um, Clearly, we saw it in the film last night. You know, you know, heartbreaking tales from from Jason Bacatier, from Chris Kirkland. But I think when we spoke to um, to Phil Reed and uh, people at the LFC TV, when they were embarking on this, they felt that there was a gap, and it, actually we filled that gap because the gap was about ordinary fans and ordinary people, um, mm. and how you know mental distress actually can affect anybody, whether you're a professional footballer with a fantastic yeah. career. Or, or whether you're, you're a single unemployed person, you know, yeah. it, 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 it does, mental ill health does not uh, have, form its own barriers. It cuts across everybody, mm. and that's what we were trying to get across. And I think that rounded for me the documentary last night was that was that where you saw that you saw that clearly the heartbreaking story of Jason and, and Chris. Yeah. You saw an equally heartbreaking story of Peter uh, and, and and around uh, the, the the support that his friends are still suffering now. Uh, in the loss of the well, a really good mate, mm-hmm. um, and that's what we've got to con- continue to uh, to maintain really support yeah. for that. So this the documentary that was on last night, LFCT, that be repeated, will it? Yeah. The idea is, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I, th- I think it's the first. I might be wrong, but they actually put it on YouTube as well. Oh um, right. So yeah, so yeah. so it can be seen worldwide. Yeah. Um, so people so search for, for that free, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. They can. Free, yeah. yeah. Uh, so so it's not just the subscribers. And I think that's a, that, again. I think that's a really positive move by Liverpool yeah. for doing yeah. that. Um, and I think if, if I can say one final thing, just on time, in terms, in terms of the club, I was really struck as well in terms of um, the way that they taken the focus for young people, uh, because part of um, World Mental Health Day yesterday was about um, young people in, in a really you know a fast changing society. Yeah. For academy players, you know they're getting picked up at eight, nine, and ten. Yeah. They're being with the club for a good few years. Most will be rejected, unfortunately. Um, and what support do they get when they leave the club? Um, and the reality is that you know Jason will, says in the program, there's nothing there for him when, when it happened to him, you know, uh, 25 yeah. years ago. But now the club have really got that right, and they've they've got a full you know program of support right from this very start. And they yeah. pick up on the early signs. They've got psychologists. They've got support. They've got links into the CAMS, uh, the Child and Adolescent Mental Health Services mm. Network. Yeah. And they work with the kids on that, and that's great to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks very much, Joe. Thanks very for coming so. in and telling us about that. You know, because obviously. Not only affects young people, but you know also uh, recent cases we've had uh, footballers who have uh, mental health issues, and there's been suicides, of course. You know, uh, so yeah, thanks for coming in. And if people can go online, they can search for you know any help that they need. 
um, what would be the best websites to look for? Do you think? I mean, apart from the obvious Samaritans and things like that. Yeah, yeah. actually, there's there's a if if people can go onto the LFC uh, website, there's actually a really good page which yeah. which, which has loads of signposts on it. Okay. I'd recommend they look at that. All right, thanks a lot, Joe. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Thanks. Thank well, did well in. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.